What's up, everybody? Michael Lee with Backwoods Life. Uh, I think this is podcast like number 40 or something. As usual, I lose track of everything every day. So, um, you know, just trying to keep up with normal life is in a task in itself. But um, I'm new to bringing this guest uh, onto the podcast, but I've got one of my good buddies. We've known each other for years now, Mr. Cody Kelly with Small Town Hunting. Uh, Cody, what's up, buddy? Man, what's up? Good to be here. I know we've tried several times to get caught up, and we, we finally got it lined out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Cody and I talk all the time. I mean, probably at least one or twice, once or twice a week when we're driving to and from the office. Or like, Cody's dropping off kids 90% of the time when I talk to him, but, I mean, that's just normal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a different phone call than what we had about three or four years ago. It's, uh, hey, man, I'll be right back. Let me drop this one off, and I'll call you back. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. Um, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, life goes on, and uh, I don't know, man, I, I don't even know how many years you and I have known each other now. It's, it's probably, what, five or six years or so? Yeah, at least. Well, I would say uh, I guess this would be seven or – eight years probably um and of course it started as a business relationship and then we both had very light minds and and turns into brainstorm sessions and then do more business together and it's turned into a really strong friendship i agree man we've, we've shared hunting camps together and we've had a lot of good times we, we laugh and cut up all the time and um, you and I, are, we're, we're cut from the same mold. We, we both grind away real hard. We, we don't back off the, the pedal, so to speak, at all. And I think that's honestly why you and I are sitting here actually talking on a podcast. I mean, we're, we're like-minded, and you, you've accomplished a lot. I mean, I know we're a few years apart in age, but um, I, I just feel like we've walked a lot in the same footsteps. I mean, our background's a little bit different, but um, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But my first question for you is, where are you at? What, y'all, what are y'all doing? Well, I'm actually uh, doing the podcast from out here at the, the testing grounds, which is where I seem to spend a lot of my time now on off-season trying to put a game plan together. Um, you know, of course, me, Chris, and Keith, we get to hunt out here. and um, it's, it's, it's been really nice trying to develop a piece of property, but a lot of, a lot of time and hours and um that's where i'm at today as soon as we finish up um me and joey will jump on the side by side and try to go get some stuff done before the end of the day so um toggling of course the show and do that and then i you know same as you do some marketing stuff for uh backwoods attraction and then of course you do marketing for lethal and um it, it's uh try to be a jack of all trades these days <laughs> <laughs> well I, we, we, you and I both had the conversation over the years about the spokes on the wheel. They all go to the center, and every little revenue stream old country boys like us can have to make a living and provide for the family, that's what we're going to do. And it just happens we get to have some fun and have, have some cool jobs to make it happen. Exactly. It's, it's definitely, of course, you hear, you know, man, you got the dream job. And, and we are blessed, extremely blessed to be able to travel and hunt. But, you know, inside our crew, we all have two jobs and Chris trains dogs on the side and I do the marketing stuff for backwoods and, and Keith sell and he handles crop insurance claims on the side. So we always joke around on the last trip of fall and say, well, boys, time to go, time to go to the real world and go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no doubt. And that's, and that's funny you say that. I mean, 
I, I definitely find myself doing that when we get get out of that last hunting trip. Well, you know, I, I just went down to South Texas a week or two ago, and I mean, once I got back, I was like, okay, deer season is finally over, and that gum is it's February, but um, you know, now it's time to get caught up so we can get behind again in turkey season. That's right. It, it you definitely find yourself kind of pushing some stuff off here and there. It's like, man. You know, this season's still open. This season's still open, and at some point, you got to tell yourself, "All right, I, I got to go pay. I got to pay the bills. I got to, I got to quit buying tags and, and go to work." <laughs> there, ain't, there ain't no doubt about that, man. But you know, you mentioned Keith and Chris a while ago, and, and for those of y'all that, that don't know small town hunting that listen to this, that's Keith Burgess and Chris Ashley, and um, and you you guys got a lot of history together. Uh, I know you guys spent some years in the trenches at Primo's and, and tell me real briefly how, how small town kind of derived out of y'all's friendship. Well, it, it, you know, with Keith and Chris, you know, they had been at Primo's for, I guess they, when we all left, they, they had been there like 15 or 16 years. And, um, I came in, I guess the last five of those and, uh, course we all knew each other and i'd done some film work here and there with them but not a lot and through the i was actually got my i guess degree in in coaching so i was going to go be a a pitching coach at the college i played baseball at at delta state and that was my whole plan i had my whole deal laid out and uh i signed a year of independent baseball went and played that and when our season ended, we actually won it all. I was playing out of Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, when we won it all, that went into September. So I rolled back into school and was so far behind. I said, this ain't gonna work. I gotta figure out how to keep my GPA up. So I'm gonna withdraw out this semester, find a job and come back in the spring. And it just so happened, um, Primos had lost a camera guy at the time and they needed somebody. So I went to work there as a freelance uh, cameraman. And of course it was the, I still say one of the best uh, seasons of my life. I went to places I had never been. And I was the the big bug eyed kid that, you know, keep me in the road. If somebody's got a tag, I want to go film it. And uh, went and did that for the entire fall. And when I finished up that, I went back to school and never heard from Will Primos, never heard really from anybody there. And I, you know, I kind of hoped that would be an opportunity, but I didn't know. And uh, I guess it was the day before graduation and uh, Will Primos called me. He said, graduation's tomorrow, isn't it? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, congratulations. He said, I didn't want to talk to you until I knew you were too far in to make any other decision but graduate. He said, but when you graduate, I'd like to see you on Monday and let's talk about a job. And I went over there and met with him and we came came to an agreement i was ecstatic and i went back to delta state and i told my coach uh it's coach kennison i said coach uh i hate to do this but i, I can't be your pitching coach i'm on i've got a job a chance to go work at primos and he was a big hunter and, and he laughed and he said i can't say i blame you and so i went to work there and that's where you know i really got close with Chris and Keith and working together there and long story short um business is business and and Primos had some some big changes they were going through with some new acquisitions and it just got to a point 
uh, we we felt like we were what we wanted to do and our goals and what we wanted to bring the viewers was not aligning with what the new Primo's direction was. And uh, we all met and said, guys, let's go. Let's try to do it on our own. If we don't, we'll give it two years or a year or however we can long we can do it. And if it don't work, it uh, we'll get in a deer camp together. <laughs> and that was that was about the extent of redneck thought that went into it. Um, and of course, when we went out on our own, you know, started making some phone calls and um, started really kind of hit it off with uh, Michael Waddell. And, and to be honest, he's the one that he really gave us a shot. He said, guys, I can help you try to produce it and, and y'all learn the ropes and um, let's see, see what you can do. And then I'm going to cut your wings and you'll either fly or, or, or fall. And uh, so Waddell, you know, he, he's – a lot of people don't know the business side of Waddell, but he uh, he is a good old country boy, and he gave us a gave us a shot, and we did a show with him for two years, and and he said, "All right, boys," he said, uh, "Good luck." And so we met and made a decision that we felt like we had enough steam behind us to to keep going and give it keep chasing the dream, and we met as a group and came up with Small Town. We we wanted to, you know, I never will forget all the phone call i mean the phone calls and meetings at the houses and we were like man what are we what are we going to call it what you know we don't we want to resonate with who's watching and and who when we go to these trade shows what do people come up to us and they say when they watch the show and you know we we always felt like the overall consensus after the trade shows was man i just you know we could i could share camp with y'all i i feel like we could be in a deer camp together and uh, one thing led to the next, and, and we kind of came to the agreements that, you know, we're just some small-town boys trying to chase a dream. And uh, that's that's where small-town hunting came. And, you know, we kind of threw that to the partners that were working with us. And, and, you know, just like Lethal. Lethal was one of the first partners that ever, you know, said, hey, guys, I, I believe in it. I, I think you got a shot, and we're going we're gonna to put our marketing dollars to you and, and, and see if you can move the needle. And, uh, you know, the partners, you know, you, <laughs> and I know you get this too, Michael, um, on the partner side of things, everybody, you know, you'll see it on social media. Oh, oh man, they're, you know, sponsor this, sponsor that. But I mean, it's, it's honestly so much deeper than what people think. And, and, and yes, it is, you know, an exchange of money for a service. Um, but it's the brainstorming and building brands and, and really, you know, surrounding yourself with companies that want their products to be the best, man. That's, that's a side that, you know, the public doesn't see. It's a lot deeper than just a sponsorship. And, and you hit the nail on the head with that, man. And, and not to get too far off of, off of our topic, but, you know, we use our social media platforms for, for various reasons in what we do. And it's, it's a, the reason social media is so popular, especially from a business standpoint, is it's a cheap form of reaching an audience. I mean, we don't have to put a lot of money into it. Um, your time and effort are more of your investment than, than monetarily-wise into, you know, social side of things. And I know people out there, you know, you can see the post reactions when you, you say, hey, check out this product, X, Y, Z, whatever. You know, the numbers aren't there like, hey, you know, check out the picture of a hero shot with, you know, Cody with a 180-inch deer. You get a lot more likes on that than you will 
check out this new product but that's a very important part of what we do because without that we don't have anything i mean that that's how we pay the bills that's how we have a social media outlet and i, I just wish people could understand the business side of this thing and we do it for fun and we do it because we love it but doing it for love and for fun doesn't keep the electric bill paid at the end of the month <laughs> that's right exactly um so, so with all that being said, I mean, you, you transitioned from playing baseball, wanting to be a baseball coach, working at Primo's, meeting Chris and Keith, going out on your own. Waddell helps, you know, paved the way, paved the way just a little bit for you. Um, how big of a learning curve was it? And you and I talked about this. That's why I asked. From going from working for a Primo's and, and with somebody like Waddell, where you've got a little bit of help, so to speak, and like at Primos, I mean, you guys had probably a huge budget for hunts and all this stuff that people don't realize. Now it's Chris and Cody and Keith. How big of a learning curve was it to figure that out, how to make it? It was uh, it, it was drastic <laughs> changes. I mean, it, there is no secret on Primos. The budgets were different. It was a well-established, well-oiled machine, and, you know, it was uh, – it, it was you, you were doing the same thing um but there's there's no secret it was you know we we were making our money as employees and and trying to to grow a brand whereas when you go out on your own and it's like okay that uh that mcdonald's burger is uh that that's 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 affecting the bottom line you it, we had to learn business and then there's no secret about that there was uh a major learning curve for all of us because it's it's a different in managing somebody else's budget and managing whether or not you can feed your family and uh you know i joke around and and tell a lot of people that's that's when we truly learned we're better employees now than probably we have ever been because i feel like it took that side to really understand what what makes things work and people don't understand that when you when you're working with somebody else's money you think about it i mean you and i like i said we both operate for other companies we, we have to manage budgets we have restrictions but when it's coming out of your own pocket and it's affecting like you said what you're taking home to provide for your wife and kids that that's a whole different mindset like you said you hit the nail on the head oh, Man, that, that that five dollar cheeseburger meal right there affects you at home and, and people don't realize that that's really what we're under uh, the pressure of. And I don't like to use the word pressure in what we do because the pressure should be making a good shot on that deer and getting good video, not if I should buy a hamburger or not. But in the early days, myself included, I mean, dude, there were there were times where, hey, how, how are we even going to do this for another month, you know? That's right. And it was, you know, it was a total different, you know, travel and everything everything came into play it was you know guys we live in mississippi you get three bucks you get does you get three turkeys we, we need to capitalize on our home state and and closer travel um to extend you know the dollars to make it work so instead of doing one show in mississippi and then traveling to texas and kansas and all these other states it became hey if we can do three in mississippi that's good and then it came to hey, let's hit Kansas and Oklahoma because, you know, for travel logistics, it's a lot closer. Um, it, it's, you know, 
everybody wants to know on the, the hunting side, like how it operates and all that. It's, it's no different than any other business. You, you have to, if you, <laughs> if you spend more than you make, you're not going to stay in business. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no doubt about that. I mean, and, and that's the thing that a lot of, because this is probably a, a question that you guys get as much as we do is, Hey man, how do, how do I do what y'all do for a living? That, I get that question a lot. And I said, man, there is no path for this. Like you, you have to find a path. You have to make your own path and figure it out because everybody's story is different. My story is different than your story, even though they're very similar, but they're different, you know, just on, on how things worked. And, and, you know, we could talk to Waddell. We could talk to Jackie Bush and we could talk to everybody that you and I both know in the industry and everybody's got a different story. You know, there, there's no blueprint out there. It's not, I mean, baseball's a great reference because I played baseball a long time. You played baseball a long time. In baseball, if you work hard, you make the team, you, you hustle on the field, you put up the stats, you can move up the ranks. It, it doesn't work that way in what we do over here. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's a lot a lot different on that. And, and you're right on the – there's there's so many different, different outlets and, and different – ways that everybody's doing the same thing but nobody's doing it the same if that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like everybody's drinking the kool-aid but everybody's got a different flavor <laughs> but it's a you know and you get the same like you're talking about the question about how do you how do you do or how do you get to that you know level and you know do you still enjoy it when it becomes a job and and i can honestly say i i do i enjoy it as much today as I did when I, I got started because being when you when you get to see the business side, and I think if you're doing it for the right reasons, it excites you to be behind brands that support you, but they have the like minds. I mean, you're always going to surround yourself with people like minded. So like our, our, there may be certain partners that you work with and it's, you know, a different relationship and, and there's a lot of behind the scenes that they don't know. And like that thrives me. Like I, I, I get excited to see a brand that's truly, yes, they have to, it, no matter what business it is, they have to make money. But to see brands that truly thrive to, to put out the best product and they include you in those meetings, how can we make this better? And I can honestly say the partner lineup that we have, I mean, that's the relationship all the way through there with all of them. All of them want to put out the best product in that category that they can. And it, it just, it brings, it brings a lot of excitement and enjoyment to be behind that. Side. And then when you see, you know, the messages come in and, you know, Hey, I bought this product and it is the best, like that's, it's exciting. And, and it's never that drive of hunting and the passion is, is there. And, and then you include the business side um, even though the business side of the hunting industry, I think, gets a bad rap, it, it's not always as it appears. There's a lot of passion and everybody's in there. There are a lot of good people out there trying to truly make somebody's hunting experience better. I agree, man. And and that's the thing. There, it's like any other business. The hunting industry is the same way. I mean, there, there's good apples. There's bad apples. There's people that do things the right way. There's people that are driven by a dollar instead of, you know, quality or are doing the right thing sometimes and unfortunately that's that's life i mean that i i, I say there's always a battle on this planet of good versus evil 24 7 so you know we just gotta do the right thing on our ends and and both of us are like i said we're built from pretty much the same cloth 
Uh, we, we work hard for our partners. Um, we work hard for our companies. And we, we try to make things better. My whole, just like when you have a piece of property, you know, even if you're, you know, the testing grounds right there, you know, one day that may go away, but guess what? You guys are going to leave it better than you found it. And that, and that's the way that's I, right. I approach everything, you know, business wise too. You always leave it better than you found it and the rest will fall exactly. into place. But along those lines, um, you know, you and I, we, we, we shared deer camp in Iowa a couple of times. I, I don't even want to talk about that from my side of things. I mean, you guys, <laughs> me and Iowa just do not get everybody, everybody has that state and, and Iowa is that state for you. It's it's just a uh there's there's a there's a cloud over you, man. It can't be easy. <laughs> but I just think one day that cloud's gonna go away and it's gonna be monumental. <laughs> yep. That's right. And, and I tell you we always joke around, you know, when it comes to the state of Kansas. Chris Ashley could hang a lock on in Walmart parking lot wherever you dropped him off and shoot a booner. Like, I do not know what it is, but the state of Kansas and the whitetails in Kansas absolutely love Chris Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> well, and but with that being said, I, I, was, I, was, I was wanted to comment, you know, like when we were in Iowa, and I know that's a, that's a little bit different environment than normal probably hunting camp for you guys. It's like you you have to be QB one in there, with the exception of Keith and Chris, because Keith and Chris they're I know Iowa well enough. They're gonna hunt this one spot. That's like they're they're gonna be the wide receiver that they're wanting running one route the whole game unless something really bad goes wrong and they're gonna score a touchdown on it sooner or later. But you know you're in camp over there. You're like QB one. Hey man, you know you got to go here. You got to go here. All right, we got to change up the play day two. We got to change up the play day three. Is is that a normal hunting camp or is that just Iowa? It, it's it's just well there's a couple like that but i was different you know we we've hung with paul for so many years and and it's a phenomenal outfit and he's always you know it's become a very very close friend of ours and as you put out all the videos and you you truly believe you know that that in my opinion he's one of the best outfitters in the state of iowa and all your buddies and, and everybody's like, man, I'm going with y'all to Iowa. I'm going with y'all to Iowa. So they put in for their points and they draw. And it's like, man, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Until they all get there. And it's like, all right, man, where are we going? Um, Where's the stands? Bubble. And it's like, oh, this is this was a semi-guided. <laughs> so it gets, be, uh, it gets to be real hectic when it's like all right um we're filming this and then we got to film this and then we got to get this guy into this stand that we hung two days before we got here and um it it turns into it, it, it's fun like at the end of it you're like man that was incredible everybody got a shot but there for a little while it's like holy cow um i feel like i'm just gonna have a lot of people mad at me <laughs> The the, be, the best case scenario for Iowa is if you can get two or three people tagged out on the first day. It just then it gets a little bit easier every day. This past year, man, I, I and of course I should have been tagged out the first day. You know, we we won't go down that story. I've, I've already done a podcast on that, so you have to go back and listen to that one. But um, you guys' case, man, it was like, uh oh. I know your dad killed like second day, and and it's only a five day season. I will say. I will say this too. It it's probably doesn't help your odds when you put your father-in-law and your dad in the same camp, um, <laughs> because that that adds a little more stress than probably it, than anyone should 
they should be smarter to not put themselves in that position. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I agree with that. I, I could tell the stress was there some. I mean, we didn't get to hang out a ton, but we, you know, we crossed paths in the evenings and at dinner and stuff. And uh, but I mean, like this year was crazy because y'all killed like what four or five bucks the last evening. The last evening, it was constantly. Uh, Man, it, it was a struggle. All I mean, the hunting was good, but we we were fighting weather. We were fighting, you know, it they it hasn't been cold to put them on the food. So therefore, your whole plan was totally different. Um, and like I said, I, I was started out filming my dad, and we go to a spot that's we're, we're not really sure what's there. We're just kind of hunting around because I'm trying, you know, semi not to show priority, you know, and I'm I'm trying to make sure everything's evenly on spots and then boom daddy shoots a you know 154 inch deer and i'm like okay that probably looks like i knew exactly where that one was <laughs> and uh it, it just from there it's like okay this thing's really turning the curve we're about to start you know we're gonna we're gonna have some good hunts and it, it really from that second forward it got tougher um in the middle of the hunt so um but that last day finally the weather stayed cold and it put them on the food and everything started coming together but it was uh it was definitely a, a nervous few days yeah there's no doubt I and mean, we were staying up there you know me, me and kevin and our crew with with our buddy tim owens up there um and tim top-notch guy big time deer hunter awesome place to hang out and, and hunt with him and um you know we were hunting with paul and and driving back and forth but staying with tim but tim was saying that the crops got in late then they had a drought then they had too much rain, and then the crops were out late, uh, and then the weather was all over the place. I think it was a perfect storm for Iowa to be not Iowa this year, this past year. That's right, and I, and I kept up with a lot of, you know, other, you know, film crews that we're buddies with and all that. I, I just – it was tough on everybody. I think it was – I know for us, and, and the bad thing about television is it probably won't show. The, the shows are going to look great and, and, you know, they're good hunts and, and great camps. And everybody's like, man, y'all, y'all had a great year. And we did extremely blessed, but it was, it was a, I guess the best way to describe it. It was a grind from day one. You know, it's like we go to Kentucky, Kentucky's a bread and butter hunting with our buddy peanut. And it was all nighttime activity and in and, and, and you had a five-day hunt and we end up staying two extra days then the next trip is like well now we're behind because we stayed here two extra days and and then this one takes three extra days it was like that all across the country and i don't know what caused it. i just think it was a unseasonably warm year and it, and it was it was tough all season i mean like i said the television show won't show it the digital series doesn't show it um, but it's just a constant, it was a constant, like, have to stay on it and a grind things, everything that's the norm there. It seemed like we had to come up with a whole nother plan at every state. Wow. And, th and that's the way it goes some year. Um, uh, it, it, you know, people, people think that we go to the same places every year and it's just a home run every year, but that's not the, not the case. So, um, you know, same thing with us, man. We'll, we'll go somewhere and, you know, heck, uh, places that we've been 100% forever, it just uh, it just didn't work that year. And, 
I mean, I don't know. Is this one of those things that we have to battle with? And I can, I can say some years, thank God for turkey season, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And sometimes, like I said, as far as the fall, is, I mean, it was it was awesome. I mean, and getting to hunt, and, and we actually got to hunt more than we normally do and spend some extra days. And and it, it's fun trying to, you know, you, you go up there with this plan. Hey, we know this tree is always good. This food plot's always good. You get up there, and it's like, okay, they've eaten the food plot all the way down. Um, so, therefore, that tree is not going to be good this year, and you end up transitioning and, and hunting a farm that's usually your backup farm and and it's totally different and it's just that that side of it is fun um and but when it's like back to back to back trips and you got wives at the house that's like hey that doctor appointment you said there's no way you'll miss and you, we're supposed to go to this and it's like well you know I, we're already here i'm not going to come home i need to stay and it starts adding the, the family stress to it. Um, it, it does get tough at times. <laughs> yep. I mean, and that's, and that's, um, something that, you know, people don't realize too, what we do, you're, you're gone. I mean, you're gone a lot and it's fun and all that, but you miss so much at home. Uh, I think, you know, I, me personally, I've tried to space things out a little bit better, um, be a little bit more, cognitive of, of being home uh, a little bit more over the years but like in your case like you were saying a while ago it is a lot easier especially on trips that you're driving on you can go ahead and hit two states and that might take two weeks but there's a lot that happens at home in two weeks that people don't don't realize you know yeah and it's a it's a lot harder i mean especially on my side i you know i've got one that's uh five months old and then i got one that's just turned three and and uh there, there's a there's a lot of stuff that they have going on. You know, the three-year-olds getting into a lot of activities and all that. And it, it does suck at times. I mean, you're like, man, I really want to be there. But, it, it you know, it, it's also – it's it's a choice and, and it's a career we've all chosen. So, you take – you know, it's like me and my wife talk all the time. You got people that are – you know, they're on oil rigs or they're on this. It's, it's – it, today's – world is so expensive and it don't matter what you do you got to get out there and grind like the the average parent i mean they they have to be gone away from the family to, to provide it's uh it like we keep getting back into it doesn't matter hunting industry or or you know whatever your your sales or or whatever you're doing um you 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 got to go grind <laughs> it, you're yeah. not going to be at home if you're at home and you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to give your family what you want. There's no doubt about that. And you know, the flip side of this thing is it's not gonna get any easier because in about I don't know what, about four weeks, five weeks, it's gonna be time to do it again. <laughs> and and that's the thing. We all sit here like, man, I just I need a couple you know, I need to get home and I need to put some fires out and do this and take care of this and then you're home at three weeks and you're like Hey man, uh, not not much longer we can go turkey hunting. <laughs> you flip the switch right back, like I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you know you. I, we're wired different than a lot of people. There's no doubt about that. And it's like we get home from you know, all right, we're done with our deer hunts, and then like you guys are at the testing grounds right now. Like I'm headed over meeting Kevin at our place tomorrow tomorrow evening, and we're gonna do a few things and. You know, we got to shoot some video for different companies and all that stuff, but we're going to go check feeders, run cameras, make sure everything's doing right. That's what we do in what you want to quote-unquote the off-season. 
uh, and try to shoot some hogs and stuff like that. But then, you know, like I said, March the I think my first turkey hunt was like March the twenty fifth or something like that. Uh, but about you know another few weeks, we're gonna be chopping up bits to get back at it again. I mean, it is a drug. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, our I think our uh, I, I know me and Keith were talking the other day, and we're sitting here talking about youth hunts because our Mississippi season comes in like March seventh or eighth, um, and then our our adult season comes in on the fifteenth, and we're sitting here lining that up as fast as possible. You know, hey, if we can get Ty a couple turkeys, then we could go film this you know, this kid and this kid. And it's like, you know, just so you can go yelp one and watch one flop. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, the youth season are great um, for most of us, but the problem is we're not the ones behind the trigger and that just makes it worse on the first opening day turkey, I believe, because it just gets us that more mad at them. <laughs> I've always gotten tickled at, you know, you talk about hunting and, and people, you know, like with a deer, it's like, Hey man, I want to, I want to take my son and, and go hunting. And they're like, yeah, we got some does or some coal bucks. It's different. But when you get to turkey season, a true turkey hunter, a, a, a youth can get full privilege to a, some incredible situations because all of us adults are, are your landowners out there, or people that have leases with phenomenal turkey hunting. They just can't wait that extra week. They're like, you know what? Bring him on and let's go cut into those nine long beards where I know they are. Like it's, it's turkey hunting is a drug. Like you, they cannot wait. And, and some kids can get some incredible opportunities taking advantage of a, an adult that, you know, is like a kid that can't wait another week. <laughs> Yeah, and we're not going to comment on those fathers out there that listen to this that may tempt and squeeze off uh, and let their kid take the picture with the bird. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, uh, it, some some of my favorite hunts are, are youth hunts, man, because it, it's such a challenge and it and it's like the the actual when you kill one, it's it's a whole nother level. Um, you know, you got most of the time you got somebody sitting with them, you got a caller, and especially if you try to film it and, you know, it's just, you're, you're teaching them how to turkey hunt. And, um, you, you kind of got to take a deep breath on the first one that comes down the log road and, and looks up and puts because, you know, we're, he's moving everywhere and it's like, God, no, kill him. <laughs> but you're like, all right, slow it down. That's not what we're here for. You know, we're, we're here to show him a good time and, um, turkey hunting is, is awesome for kids. I mean, cause it gets them, they can move You're you're walking, you set up and, and you can move again. And it's not that, you know, go sit on a food plot for three hours and, and, you know, trying to keep them busy. It's a, it's, I think a lot of kids get into hunting, you know, off of turkey hunting. There's no doubt. I know. I mean, I deer hunted a long time myself before the first time I went turkey hunting. And first time I went, my uncle took me, my dad didn't even turkey hunt back then. And, well, I got to hear bird gobble and actually saw him in the distance. He was locked up with a hen strutting around and went on off. And then a little bit later, I, we called a hen in. And, and you know, most people are like, okay, who cares? But at that time, and I was a teenager, a hen comes in and walks by my boot. And because we made a turkey sound, that made that happen. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. So since then, I was like, oh, this, this is going to be bad. This is going to be an addiction like no other. To, to try to shoot one of these things in the face all the time. And um, it, it just, this something about old gobbler 
reading the script and doing what he's supposed to do. One, it makes some of the best video of anything in nature, in my opinion. And the, I, I, you can't compare any, much of anything to that. No, there's when it comes to turkey hunting, when, when you finally have it happen and, and happen right, um, it, there is, there is nothing prettier and nothing, nothing better than, than turkey hunt. I mean, you are completely reversing the natural way of, of a wild turkey when you, when you kill one and it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's an addiction. There's no doubt. It's, it's my favorite by far <laughs> when they do right now, when it comes to deer hunting turkeys, I am a uh, sour person to be around. If they're not gobbling like God put them on this earth to do, I get extremely frustrated. I'm right there with you, man. Like I, I've, I've done it. Don't get me wrong. I, I've done the, we go sit on a food plot or, you know, a, a, like you said, a logging road or clear cut, whatever. And you throw your decoys out. If you use decoys, sit there, call. And I mean, I, I've still killed them coming inside. I know you have to come in and they see the decoy or whatever they put on a show and they still get shot but it just ain't the same like it, it, i enjoy it and i do it but it just ain't the same and i'm like you if i got to sit there for you know especially when it gets hot later in the season and stuff and afternoons you out there just trying to kill a dang turkey and they ain't playing right I, i'd rather go fishing there ain't no doubt yep that's my favorite thing about like you, you go on a trip and you're filming for a show you know you're there five days like whatever the stage they're in if it's no goblin or what i mean you're you're invested time and money in there and i'm gonna, we're gonna hunt them however we gotta hunt them and uh when it comes to hunting around home we all have some little places we can go to and i'll be honest it's, it's my favorite because if i go out there that morning and i hunt for 30 minutes and they ain't doing right i go to the office and start working but if it's <laughs> um you know you run out there and you get on a hot morning then you you hang tight on them then you're calling your boss like hey man i'll be a little bit late um they were kind of hot this morning um <laughs> but it, the ability to not have to go into the deer hunting mode um it is fun I, I mean i hunt them dang near every single morning in the spring you know around the house i'm right there with you man i go as much as i can and, and i i just here recently got this little it's about 150 acres right here, not far from my house. It's right on the river. So I'm hoping it turns into a good little hole. Like you said, I can slip in there, which in Georgia, we can't shoot but two. And um, between my dad's farm and our lease, I'm pretty sure I can knock out a couple. But I mean, I'm only going to use this little spot down here. If it's got the birds on there, I think it does. I'm going to be like, hey, anybody want to go turkey hunting in the morning? <laughs> you know, just to, just to keep going after I've killed mine and I'm not on a trip somewhere, you know, because the, the thing about turkey season, man, we basically got two maybe probably maybe two and a half months and that's it you know what i mean it's not like deer season it's 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 a go get them while you can there ain't no doubt and it's man it's it's the funnest and, and turkey season when you show enough get at them i mean it, it's by the end of it you you are proud you you are ready to hang the best up for a little bit but it's a it's it's a it's a fun stretch through there there is no doubt especially when you hit them states like in may where it's getting daylight at like four or five in the morning and it getting dark about 10 or 11 at night and you got about three hours of sleep to go on for a week it, that i'll be honest with you that's when turkey hunting gets not quite as fun <laughs> i'll tell you a funny story with uh with that we went up to we got invited um went up there to new york and we were hunting with a buddy of ours uh jason pollock and um larry mccoy was up there and uh 
we we went in there and first night we're sitting around the campfire we took forever to get back in there we were hunting uh public around and uh we we got to the little camp that they had and we're sitting around talking and you know everybody's excited first day nobody hunted new york and uh chris goes all right man i'm hit the sack uh it's about 10 o'clock and uh I said, what, what time we need to be ready to go in the morning, Pollock? And uh, he said, man, we need to leave here no later than 3.30. And I mean, <laughs> Chris completely froze, face, everything. He said, like, leave here? He said, so we got a long drive? He said, no, it's about 15, 20-minute drive, but um, we just got to be ready. And, and Chris like, man, it don't, it don't take us long to get ready, like, far as film. Don't, don't think about that. And he said, oh, no, I mean, you know, 4.30 – I mean, it's they're they're gobbling, and man, it was the funniest thing to see Chris's face coming from the south, going up there and hearing that time change. Chris is like, um, I mean, I may shoot one turkey and that be it forever in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say I blame him on that, bro. I don't, I don't mind getting up and going hunting, but I mean, it, it does wear you down. And that's like we were in Oklahoma this this past deer season, and you know, it, it was later in November, so the time wasn't that bad, and. But the, the place we were hunting, I mean, this was a new new outfit, and it, it was kind of a little bit of a goat roping. But the guy, the, the main guy they had out there, he was a, he was a duck hunting guy. Like he didn't he didn't give two craps about deer hunting, but he he did deer hunt. But they just had him basically, you know, he showed people to the stand or whatever. And the first night he like, well, y'all need we need to be ready to leave here about four thirty in the morning. I said, hey man, what times it get daylight in this part of the country? He's like, well, about you know six thirty seven o'clock. I was like, how far we got to go? about 15, 20 minutes. I said, so what's the logistical problem here? Do we have to, you know, <laughs> flying in or backpacking in or something? He's like, no, man, my dad always told me you got to get in the stand at least an hour or so before daylight. I'm like, well, I ain't hunting with your dad. <laughs> That's what my dad always jokes around. He said he goes to these places, they, they you know, on uh, an you know, which I know from a logistical side, especially Chris, he understands it because that's how he got his kind of start. He was guiding at Terra. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when you're putting that many hunters out, you got some guys, they may be there an hour and 15 minutes before daylight. And Dad's always joked around and said, man, if I'm ever one of them first drop-offs, he said, man, you know, I'm about froze to death by the time I can see the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there ain't no doubt, man. Well, brother, I appreciate your time. I know we, we probably ran on here. This, this is this is one of our typical conversations. They go on for about an hour at a time, so we, it's nothing out of ordinary for us. But um, tell everybody right quick where they can find out more about Small Town. Well, I mean, we got the show on Sportsman's Channel and then uh, Small Town Life Digital Series. We, we try to run that as many places as we can. I mean, we've, we've got it on YouTube as well as episodes on YouTube. Um, and then, you know, Waypoint and Hunt Channel and Realtree 365. So if it, uh, it's one of those deals, if you can't, if you can't find the show, it's cause you really just don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Kind of like us. If you just go up there and hit this thing called Google and type in the right name, you're going to probably get there. That's right. Ain't no doubt. So, well, man, I appreciate you having me. It's, you know, as always good to catch up and, um, I'm sure we went down 19 different rabbit holes, but, uh, Hopefully we gave a couple of people a few laughs and maybe they learned something. That's right. We'll give a little insight. I appreciate y'all uh, helping me out with everything over the years. And uh, I know we, we and you are going to be hunting together for a long time. So 
Y'all be good over there, and um, appreciate everybody listening this week. It's Backwoods Life. We're signing off. We uh, we got to actually go pay the bills now. <laughs> See you.